Let's just acknowledge that um, by saying the words that were on the screen a moment ago. I don't know if they can still be brought back up in. Never mind. They were holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is and who is to come. So let's say those that together and really focus on the Lord's presence in our midst. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and who is, and who is, and 
who is to come. Amen. And Lord Jesus, we acknowledge your presence standing in our midst as Lord, as Saviour, as Healer. Amen. As I said, a very warm welcome to you, both, both those who are here and those watching online, either now um, in real time or later on to catch up. You are very, very welcome, and we trust the Lord will bless you this morning. Um, this is the fifth Sunday of the month. Normally it would be uh, the church attend, which is what it is. As we are, um, as far as Christchurch is concerned, a clergy-free zone. Last time I said that in the service. We, we had a raucous cheer from the back. Um, but we're, we're delighted to welcome uh, Kevin Roberts, um, previously of um, Holy Trinity Neil Brace, and Anne, his wife. Kevin is going to preach on the subject, um, I delight greatly in the Lord, and he's going to um, officiate a communion for us. So Kevin and Anne, you are very welcome. We're, we're delighted to have you with us, and we're looking forward to hearing what the Lord has to say from you. For those of you with children, I think Sue has had a word with you already. Um, Sue will be taking you out um, a little later on in the service um, into the foyer to, uh, for some special children's activities during the, uh, during the preaching, and then you'll come back and join us for communion. But to start off with, I'm feeding back a bit, um, we're going to stand and we're going to worship God. As it's still Christmas time, we're going to start with, um, with an encouragement <coughs> to worship. Angels from the realms of glory. Wing your flight over all the earth. Come and worship Christ the newborn king. Christ in those days was the newborn king. He is now the Lord of glory standing in our midst. So let's let's glorify him. Let's stand, shall we? <laughs>
Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. So as we keep a moment of quiet in the presence of our risen Lord. And again, we hear the angels crying out to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And as we approach the very throne of heaven itself, through the blood of Jesus, let us say our opening prayer together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires heard, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Would you like to be seated for a moment? We have asked the Lord to cleanse the thoughts of our hearts through the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. Again, we will keep a moment of quiet where we can allow the Lord to search us bring to light anything that he wants us to rule, to confess before him. ourselves that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will for, not only will he forgive us our sins, but he will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. And it's important that we receive that forgiveness and that cleansing, and realize that we can go on with Jesus and his strength. And so with that in mind, we're going to say together the first it's the first verse of our reading from later on. Let's say together, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. And on the back of that, the special prayer for today. Almighty God, who wonderfully created us in your own image, and yet more wonderfully restored us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that, as he came to share in our humanity, so we may share the life of his divinity, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In a moment, the children will be going out with, uh, with the seed, but first we're going to sing one more song. Just remind us that, remind ourselves that God, that Jesus has known us and loved us since before the world began, and we are part of God's amazing plan. So our God is indeed an amazing, great, big God. Let's keep it. 
So let's pray for the children as soon as they leave us. And we'll see you later on in the service now for the communion. So Lord, we thank you for our children. We thank you for those who care for them, who, who, who try to lead them on in the knowledge of the Lord in, the, in these services. We ask your blessing on them, Lord. We ask that the Spirit of the Lord may rest upon them and open their eyes to see Jesus. Lord, as we pray for them, we pray for ourselves as well. As we pray, gather around your word now, we pray for the reading of your word. And we pray, pray for Kevin as he preaches. Lord, give us ears that will hear and respond to your word. Amen. Like seated. Can we have the reading, please? Isaiah chapter 61, starting at verse, I think it's verse 11 there, do excuse me. Close. So as we've heard already, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a bride, like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the young plant come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations." For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hepzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. And this is the word of the Lord. Father, we do thank you so much for the richness of your word, for the, the relevance of your word, which uh, kind of echoes down the centuries and speaks uh, still to us today. So we pray, Lord, that you will be, that I will be a faithful preacher of the word and that we will be recipients of all that you have to say to us. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, good morning to you. 
really great to be back, uh, and back um, in my case as uh, latterly Vicar of Mulebrace, many years since I left there, but I do feel as if I'm gathering here with lots of old friends, so thank you for your welcome back uh, again uh, this morning. Can I say happy Christmas tide to you? Um, there are 12 days of Christmas, and we're in that season for a little while longer, uh, and a very happy new year to you when that uh, new year dawns. Where do the years go? They pass with ever greater speed. And at midnight tonight, uh, obviously, we make the bridge from 2023 into a new year. I hope it's a blessed one uh, for you individually and indeed for you collectively as the people of God here at Christ Church. Um, I want to bring you this morning, I think, quite a short message. You'll be relieved to hear that. <laughs> I think it's a simple and a straightforward uh, message. Um, it's a one-point sermon, uh, uh, really it is. Um, I'll probably diversify as I go through, but it is, broadly speaking, a one-point sermon, which is to say uh, this from the great passage in Isaiah chapter 61 and 62. John, thank you for standing in and reading that um, without warning, so to speak. Um, and it's simply this, that in any year, and we're about to start a new year, um, in this coming year, in 2024, that we as God's people delight in the Lord. There's the message. That we as God's people delight in the Lord. As we hear Isaiah the prophet doing in chapter 61 and verse 10, where he says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. Friends, we're to love God, uh, we're to serve the Lord, we're to worship the Lord, we're to obey the Lord, we're to take up our cross and we are to follow the Lord, but along with all of these things, we are also to delight in the Lord. Uh, we are to be a people who delight in him. And the word delight uh, has the sense here of both rejoicing in which is how many of the translations render the Hebrew of uh, Isaiah 61 and verse 10. But delight also has the sense of taking pleasure in God. Um, of, we might even say, of enjoying God. So my simple message this morning is that like the prophet Isaiah, we take pleasure in God as we relate to him individually and collectively, we are to delight in him. Um, I don't know what your Christmas has been like. I've had all of my family together, uh, which given that not so long ago I had a daughter living in Thailand and a son living in Cuba, uh, the fact that they're all currently in Shrewsbury and we were all gathered together, uh, three children, six grandchildren, and a bump, the anticipation of a seventh uh, very soon, having all of our family together a couple of times over the Christmas period has been full of delight for me and for Anne. Uh, and I've sometimes sort of sat quietly in a corner with chaos going on around me, <laughs> with young grandchildren running around and creating chaos. And in my heart, I've just delighted that God has blessed us with such a family, with such abundance, and uh, my heart has been full of a real delight in my family. 
And I think Isaiah is saying in this passage that he takes this kind of pleasure, this kind of enjoyment, and more in God himself. Isaiah seems to have a soul-level delight in God. And I just led to wonder whether this, this is something that we need to be reminded of, that God wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. It may seem obvious to say it, but he wants us to enjoy him. He wants us to find our greatest pleasure, not even in the things of our family and the things of life, but he wants us to find our greatest pleasure in him. He wants us, like the prophet Isaiah, to delight greatly in him. And I'm led to think that he wants this delight in him to be the hallmark of our personal devotional lives and of the life of our church collectively, that we find our greatest pleasure in keeping company with the Lord our God. And I don't know about you, but I found myself as somebody who does, whose ministry, really since I left Meal Brace, has involved traveling as an archdeacon in Cumbria to many churches Sunday by Sunday, then doing a national job with, res- uh, with resource, traveling around the country, now in retirement, dipping into uh, different churches as I am with you this morning. And I've just found myself wondering, where has the joy gone in our churches? Where has the joy gone in so many of our churches? And I'm led to think that there are so many pressures in life at the moment. We're in a cost of living crisis. I think we're still in that washover period from the pandemic. Uh, we're in the middle of winter. We've just had the, the shortest day, midwinter blues and all of that. There are so many pressures that, we've, that are squeezing joy out of our lives Is there a danger that we're letting those pressures in life squeeze the joy out of our Christian discipleship and squeeze the joy out of the life of our church when joy is actually the keynote of the incarnation? Uh, That was the message of the angels to the shepherds. I bring you good news of great, you tell me, great joy for all the people. When joy is the keynote of the resurrection. (laughs) Um, And only a few weeks until we recall that, that ecstatic moment when Mary Magdalene met the risen Lord Jesus in the garden and held him, Rabboni, full of joy. And joy is the keynote of Pentecost. It was the keynote of the life of the early church. It's the keynote of wherever the Spirit of God is welcomed and the kingdom bursts in, and we see heaven being deposited into the life of the earth. We were made for joy. (laughs) Give me a nod or even a smile. We were made for joy by our creator God. We have been saved for joy. We are being prepared for eternal joy, (laughs) for endless delight in the presence of the joy giver so where has all the joy gone (laughs) we need to reconnect with that source of joy in God which is there in the incarnation it's there in the resurrection 
It's there in the Pentecost giving of the Spirit, and it's there in the life of the kingdom of God. And friends, we just need to do everything we can to not let the pressures of the world and the pressures of life squeeze out the joy which is God's gift to us in the life of faith and the life of the kingdom. And in the passage that we're looking at this morning, and you may just want a Bible open in front of you for uh, end of Isaiah chapter 61, beginning of Isaiah chapter 62, it seems to me that Isaiah gives a number of really good reasons why we should enjoy God. Um, why we should, in his words, delight in God. And firstly, I think he's saying we delight in God simply for who he is. For simply who he is. I delight greatly in the Lord. He's the focus of my delight. My soul rejoices in my God. Uh, He's the focus of our rejoicing. So we rejoice, we delight rather, in the grandeur of his stature as creator of everything that is. We delight in the beauty of his character that oozes love and that gives sacrificially in incarnation and in crucifixion and in resurrection. We delight in his imminence as Emmanuel, calling us friends, living so close to us. We delight in his faithfulness even when we are faithless. And we delight in his unceasing care and attention towards us in every detail of our lives. Friends, before ever we delight in God for what he does for us, we delight in him because of who he is in his eternal being as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But then secondly, we do delight in God for what he has done for us. We delight firstly in his reality, but we do delight in what he has done for us. As Isaiah describes in the rest of verse 10, I delight greatly in the Lord, my soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest. And as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. And friends, this side of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we know even more than Isaiah did about the extent of the salvation that he has clothed us with. What it means to be arrayed in a robe of his righteousness beyond anything that we could earn by our own endeavors. Uh, We know more than Isaiah ever did his side of the cross and resurrection and life of the Lord Jesus Christ, just how precious this salvation is, more than the resplendent headdress of a Middle Eastern bridegroom, and more precious than the many jewels that adorned a Middle Eastern bride. Uh, And add to these great things of our salvation all the daily graces that God pours into our lives And friends, surely we've very good reason, have we not? Every single one of us in church this morning to delight greatly in the Lord for all that he has given to us and for all that he has done uh, for us. What has he given even in recent days to you? What has he done for you 
in this last week since you last met together, um, do we not delight in him, the giver of all good gifts? And then add to that thirdly, um, that we delight in God not only for the many things that he's done for us, but for the many ways that he is at work in the world. Which is what Isaiah seems to be alluding to in verse uh, 11. For as the soil makes the young plant come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Uh, There is a hidden work of God in the world. Let's never forget that. Well beyond our imagining, there is an under-the-soil work of God in the, worth, in, in, in the life of the world that causes things to happen for good in our world which are beyond human cause and intervention. And so we rightly delight in the ceaseless, hidden work of God who sustains the world and who's constantly at work in your life and in actually in every single human life on our planet, in every location, and in every issue and complex reality, as he works under the soil to cause righteousness to burst out in unexpected ways. We delight in these things, do we not? No wonder, friends, that Isaiah delights greatly in the Lord for who God is, for all that God has done for him and for us, and for all that God is ceaselessly doing in the world and across the cosmos. But can I say that Isaiah adds one further persuasive reason for why uh, he should delight and take pleasure in the Lord his God, and for why we too should take delight and pleasure in that Lord our God which is that our delight in him is a response to his even greater delight in us. Can I say that again? We delight in God for who he is. We delight in the Lord for all that he's given to us, all that he's deposited into our lives. We delight in God for the macro work of God, under the soil and aspects of righteousness breaking out in the world caused not by human agency but by God himself but we delight in the Lord also because astonishingly he delights in you and in me and in Christ Church Baston Hill and in the people of God across the entire world and why do we find that so difficult to hear when this is what divine love means That God himself takes pleasure in us. That God himself takes pleasure and delight in our company. That God himself delights in our lives, in our worship, in our simple things. Why do we find it so hard to hear that God is not neutral about us? That he is mad about us. He's utterly and totally delighted in who we are as his children and he enjoys our company.
And it seems to me that Isaiah gives um, wonderful voice to that at the start of chapter 62 of this great prophecy. His immediate reference point is Jerusalem, uh, and there's so much more that could be unpacked around that theme. But the application is much wider than Jerusalem, especially as we read these verses this side of the first Christmas. Verse 4, no longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hepzibah. Um, And you know what Hepzibah means? I don't think I knew until I looked to the bottom of the page, and there it says it. Hepzibah means my delight is in her. That's what Hepzibah means. My delight is in her. I'm not going to call Jerusalem or Christchurch Baston Hill or Kevin Roberts desolate, deserted. I'm going to call her Hepzibah because my delight is in her. Indeed, the next line in verse 4 says, uh, for the Lord will take delight in you. And he uses the language of a man's love for his bride. Your land will be called Beulah. Uh, What does Beulah mean? Well, again, look at the bottom of the page and it tells you. uh, Your land will be called Beulah, and Beulah means married. Verse 5, as a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. Uh, this is how much the Lord delights in Jerusalem. And I want to say it, whatever other voices are speaking into your life, what other experience, whatever other experiences are pressing into your experience of life at the moment, this is how much the Lord delights in you. Give me a nod. Give me a smile. You know, this is how much the Lord delights in you. Verse 3, you are a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. You are a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Hallelujah. Why would we not delight in him? When he delights in us to that Extent We matter so much to him that he delights over us like a bridegroom over his bride. And I love these words. They, they echo Isaiah from the prophet Zephaniah in chapter 3 and verse 17. You'll know them. The Lord your God is with you, you mighty warrior, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you. Do you know how it finishes? With singing. He will rejoice over you. We think we're doing all the singing this morning, but the Lord is singing over us. Our singing is an echo of his singing. Our delight is an echo a responsive echo to his astonishing, it's more or less unbelievable, isn't it? Delight in you and in me. How astonishing that we are, you are, 
apples of his eye. Uh, we are, you are, jewels in his crown. Uh, we are, you are, the pinnacle of his creation. We are, you are, his friends. Uh, we are, you are, those that he longs to be in companionship with and has made a way at such great cost in order that those who were once far from him might be brought close to him. We are, you are, those who God himself has chosen to spend a long eternity with. And in some small measure, we respond as Isaiah did all those years ago, as Jesus' people have over two millennia by delighting in him. We delight greatly in the Lord, our souls rejoicing God for who he is, for all that he has done for us, for all that he's doing in the world around us, seen and unseen, and as those he delights over and sings over. There's a mutual, reciprocal delight. He delights in us. And we, in just some small measure, responsibly delight in him. Is there a New Year's resolution somewhere in there for some of us? Is there some of us that longs to enjoy God more? Longs to delight in him? some little bit more. I think we'll find ourselves delighting more in 2024 if we fix our eyes upon Father, Son and Holy Spirit and the God who is at the heart of the universe with a beating heart of love. I think we'll delight in him more if we're much more attentive to the good things that he has put into our hands, the salvation with which he has clothed us. We'll delight in him much more if we recognize that God is so much bigger than me and my church, but he's out there doing profound salvation work right the way across the face of the world. And we will delight in him more if we begin to hear him singing over us and recognize the extent of the divine love that delights in sinners and a rag bag of people like us because he loves you.
so easy to think of God as a judgmental God with a big stick. We have to please him. But maybe we need to renounce that belief and embrace all that God has for us, that he's poured out for us on the cross. And in the life of Jesus, we feel within each one of us. So let's just be quiet for a moment and then we're going to sing a song which is really a love song to to the Lord. How how better can one express delight than in a love song? So let's be quiet for a moment.
as we delight in the beauty of the name of Jesus, as we delight in the wonder of the name of Jesus, and as we delight in the power of the name of Jesus, we come before him to bring our needs, the needs of the world, to him. going to make this very simple. We're going to spend a bit of time in quiet bringing the various areas of the world, first of all, that are in conflict. And having heard the words of Scripture which were spoken to his chosen people, we cannot but help bring the current situation in the Middle East to him and ask, Lord, will you bring righteousness? both sides. Lord, will you glorify your name? Will you support all those who are working for peace? All those who are working to spread your gospel? Will you protect them where necessary? Will you empower them? suffering, either with serious illness, bereavement, injury, emotional hurt. Let's bring them to the Lord, because we know he longs to heal. see his light and his love through us. And finally, we pray for ourselves at this turn of the year. That we may indeed learn to delight in the Lord as he fills us with his love, with his healing, with his salvation. Shall we stand? Before Kevin comes to lead us in Holy Communion, we remind ourselves that to have peace with God is to have all of our sins forgiven. To have peace with God is to be restored into fellowship with Him. And so, as we share the peace with each other, let's bear that in mind. We are blessing each other with our words of peace. And Lord, be with you. Let's not make this a time for chit-chat. Let's bless each other in the name of Jesus. So, Jesus came, the risen Lord Jesus came and stood among them, amongst the disciples, just as he stands in our midst right now. And he said to each one of them, peace be with you. So I say to you, the peace of the Lord be always with you. Just a couple of moments, let's share the peace with those around us, being care, being, just being friendly. 
just being sensitive about people's um, wish to uh, socially engage.
hands, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Almighty God, good Father to us all, your face is turned towards your world. In love you gave us Jesus, your Son, to rescue us from sin and death. Your word goes out to call us home to the city where angels sing your praise, and we join with them in heaven's song. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna Father of all, we give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light. With signs of faith and words of hope, he touched untouchables with love, and he washed the guilty clean. This is his story. This is our song. The crowds came out to see your son Yet at the end they turned on him. On the night he was betrayed, he came to table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of your people. This is his story. This is our song. Hosanna in the house. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it and said, This is my body given for you all. Jesus then gave thanks for the wine. He took the cup, gave it and said, this is my blood shed for you all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. This is our story. This, this is our song. Hosanna in the highest. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again and is alive with you to plead for us and all the world. This is our story. This, this is our song. Hosanna in the highest. So, Father, through the Lord Jesus, send your spirit on us now. That by these gifts we may feed on Christ with opened eyes and hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves to live for you and be welcomed at your feast in heaven, where all creation worships you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessing and honor and glory and power. Be yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And friends, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those. 
deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which he gave for you and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercy. Worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore graciously, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his water, and our souls washed through his most precious we may ever dwell in him and he in us. Uh, friends, you're warmly welcome to uh, the Lord's table. We particularly welcome anybody who's here for the first time this morning. Uh, please, uh, if you are a, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and used to receiving communion in your own church, then please pass us the away for you in the meal. I think we approach from the centre aisle, uh, return then to our seats. On this side is non-alcoholic wine, uh, alcoholic on this side. And please, if you need gluten-free uh, wafers, then please do ask me as you come uh, forward, and I'll be very pleased to uh, administer that to you. And if for whatever reason you're not receiving communion, still would invite you to come forward so that we can pray God's uh, rich blessing.
Father, whose blessed Son shared at Nazareth the life of an earthly home. Help your church to live as one family, united in love and obedience. And bring us all at last to our home in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say together, Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of us, your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise Just before we finish, um, Sue, do you want to share what the children have been up to this morning? Dear God, we thank you for your love, resilience, and respect. Thank you for paddling pools. Dear God, please provide for me all I need mentally and in the real world. Amen. Sorry for when I have sinned. To all the children who provided us the prayers this morning, I believe.
Thank you. Just before our final hymn, a couple of very brief notices. First of all, a big thank you to all the people uh, three or four weeks ago, whenever it was, um, who uh, came into church and put all these Christmas decorations up the Christmas tree under the able leadership of John Ashton. Of course, now that Christmas, uh, we're coming to the uh, latter half of Christmas tide, all the, all the decorations have to be taken down again. Um, and I'm told there'll be a working party here at 10 o'clock on Friday morning, this coming Friday, um, to do that. So if you can spare um, half an hour or so to help do that, um, that would be very grateful. So please do come along. The other things to remind you, I think we've uh, put it in the church leaflet that um, there will be our, our traditional New Year's Day open house at uh, Shea Farrow. Um, tomorrow from four o'clock onwards um, until whenever the last door shuts behind the last <laughs> visitor. Um, you'll be very welcome. Our address is in the church directory if you need it. We, we'd love to see you. So finally, was, um, as we look away from Christmas and the baby in the manger, to walk back into the, new, into the new year, we go into this new year with Jesus and we crown him as our king, as our leader. And we're going to sing this. This is the theme of our final hymn, Crown Him With Many Crowns.
Go in peace.